This is the real bad juice cast. That's with two E's. With first episode of Fantacular Eggs. original film if maybe the original film is not that great or enhances an already great film however i must get a disclaimer out of the way please support the studios and people who work behind the scenes of these films by purchasing the film on the latest format available before downloading any fan edit thanks i also must state that you will have to seek out where to find these fan edits on your own with that we are doing terminator 3 the coming storm a fan edit of terminator 3 rise of the machine we will be covering spoilers, as we expect you'd have seen the original film before wanting to hear about a fan edit of it. So with that, I'm Rage Kill, and I'm with General Lots in Wolfman's Got Nards. Who wants to start on Terminator 3 The Coming Storm? Might as well go. Um, I was not really a big fan of the original Terminator 3 release. I thought it was just something that seemed really tacked on and it was one of those things where they're like fuck it we gotta we gotta get arnold in before he goes into the office and he's also getting older so before we have to get a stunt double for him to put on his jacket let's get him in a movie it just seemed very rushed it just seemed like the humor was kind of there the message was really forced upon us and just shit seemed really unnecessary so going into this i was a much better take on it but I was also pretty open-minded about it, and I really wasn't, um, I wasn't disappointed at all. Yeah, I'll have to, well, let's see. So when I first seen uh, Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, um, I actually enjoyed it when I saw it back in 2003. But, I don't know, it didn't bug me that it was kind of a comedy, but I, I was like, this is a little cheesy. But overall, I, maybe because I didn't see the first two in the theater, it didn't bother me that this was... Terminator 2.5, pretty much. Um, I thought the ending was bleak as hell and came out of nowhere. And don't get me wrong, some of the cheesy humor was cheesy. Talk to the hand. Uh, <laughs> but then again, you kind of expect that from Arnold. Uh, so... Arnold's a master of comedy. So then, this is yeah, so then after that, I didn't see it for a while. Then I picked it up for like a couple bucks on DVD, and I've seen it a few more times. It didn't age as well. For sure. Um, and then eventually I saw this fan edit, and I think it definitely improved the movie. It trimmed the fat, made it more of a kind of a boom, boom, boom movie. Like, it just, like, it's a, now it's like a, almost a constant chase film. The Terminators don't, they barely say anything now, and a lot of the cheese, cheese ball lines are just out, and I don't know, I thought it flowed a lot better. I also liked the the new ending. I liked the cut out John's uh, narration at the end and just, you know, show, don't tell. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Now, uh, <clears throat> lots. <laughs> <laughs> I've, just been, I've just been building up. Oh, yes. All right. We must, of course, cast our minds back to the space year 2003. I was a mere 13 years old at the time, but I'd already saw... Uh, Terminator 1 and 2. In fact, I was a much bigger fan of Terminator 1 at that time 
actually, I, I was actually a much bigger fan of Terminator 1 both then and now than Terminator 2. I still thought Terminator 2 was pretty good. But as with any sequel, you lose a bit of what, a bit of creative freedom that the first also, film had. Also, which version of T2? Because there's a theatrical, then there's the extended. Uh, I should specifically say that I, at that time, I'd only watched Terminator 2, the theatrical cut. I wouldn't even know that there was a extended cut until 2005. Uh, but I should say specifically that the, the extended cut doesn't really do altogether that much to really change my mind. Now, I did saw, I did see T3 in the theater, and at the time, I didn't particularly care that it wasn't good. Uh, it was like, oh, it's another Terminator movie. I must like. Uh, in fact, I even bought it on DVD because another Terminator movie I must like. Now... As the years would go on, my opinion of the movie would drop more and more the more I thought about it and the more critical I became. Uh, the big problem with Terminator 3 is it definitely feels a lot like a cheap, made-for-video cash-in more than it does an actual film. Uh, it looks more low-budget than Terminator 1, and Terminator 1 had the lowest budget of them all. A little more pizzazz or something. Because you know, it's I like... Just, it's like they blew all the money on Arnold in that crane chase. And, and I'll maybe, get to that in a minute. But... Maybe de-aging him or something. Cause they, they tried to, like, turtleneck him a few parts. Well, not really turtleneck, but they definitely raised the neckline on that, sh on that shirt and whatnot. Tried to make him look uh, the same as he did in T2. That we went from low cut to V-neck to turtleneck. Which is quite hilarious. But that's what happens when you have a long-running franchise where the main character is an actor who is already kind of old to begin with. Now, my biggest problem with Terminator 3, not only is just how it... Well, actually, hold on. My biggest problem with Terminator 3 is the story. And uh, I, can, I can overlook low budgets. I can overlook uh, bad locations. But when it comes to the story, that's where I just... I can't stand the movie. I literally cannot stand the movie. It's absolutely painful to watch for me. Because everything about it just screams hack writing. You know, okay, uh, the first episode that we ever recorded together was a movie called Black Scorpion. That was a cheap uh, superhero film designed literally to just sort of sell uh, Showtime. It's like it's got Batman with boobs, right? I felt the story was more genuine in that movie than in T3. Okay, so the whole thing is just so cynically done. It's ba The basic plot of T3, and I'm sure all of you have seen it by this point, uh, is Terminator 2, but uh, Robert Patrick's a chick. Okay, Robert Patrick with boobs. That's effectively what it is. It's supposed to be sort of a continuation where... <laughs> Where, where it's like, oh no, Judgment Day is finally here. But the whole movie betrays the central tenet of the Terminator universe of there's no fate but what we make, you know? Uh, Skynet has way too much information, like way too much. Now, the fan edit uh, will actually tear, uh, tones that down a bit. Uh, the TX just doesn't automatically magically know everything. That was a complaint about Terminator Salvation, but... That was something I was kind of willing to overlook in that movie just because, you know, yeah. you did get a robo-war that was fun enough. 
they also dropped the line of of uh, Arnie saying like Judgment Day is inevitable. Yeah, but still though, you, you can't chop the fact that well everyone dies at the end. Well, maybe not everyone, but the war still happens regardless. And the TX, while I really like Kristana Loken as an actress because she's very attractive and she has a fairly nice voice, uh, it's basically Robert Patrick but with tits. Now, the, the Hannah also chopped the uh, boob expansion, thankfully. Um, real quick, um, you brought up a very good point that, that you hated that they had too much information. Um, favorite out of the entire franchise was the first one. That's something that I grew up on. I, I still have the VHS, and I still think the VHS is better than the DVD because they didn't fuck with the sounds. First things that blew my mind about the DVD was they changed the fucking gun sounds. And that sounds like a really minor complaint, but it just shows how, how much they like to change um, the past. That um, You mentioned, like I said, I'm, uh, that Skynet knew too much. One thing that Kyle Reese pointed out, the records were destroyed during the war. Wipe out Sarah Connor's entire existence. And that's why it was going through the phone book killing everybody because it was just being systematic. It didn't know what she was. It, it, all it knew was just the name and the city was literally what he said. Did it get all this information about all these people that she's got to go kill? Because it was like a hit list in the beginning that they seemed to forget about after killing like two or three people. But yeah, she came up with a hit list of people in the third one, whereas in the first one, she knew, all right, Sarah Connor lives in L.A., kill her. Yep, and it just kind of gets worse from there. The or TX the, or the T one thousand used the the um, police um, computer to find John. Yeah, and that made sense. That makes perfect sense. They would utilize the technology that that existed at the time, and that's what would let them do it. But the TX, by its very nature, annoys me because it's it. The TX is bad writing incarnate. It's basically you know how do you have an even you know awesomer T one thousand. Well, you make it less advanced, but also more advanced all at the same time. So instead of it being liquid metal, it's got an endoskeleton under the liquid metal for some reason. And, of course, it has on all, all these onboard weapons. But what I think is the dumbest aspect of the, T1, of the TX is not only is it this super design, but it can talk to the Internet. That, that was not cut out. That was not cut out. Uh, In uh, fact, the they added the the fan editor added the uploading the virus thing. Even then, you know that makes a little more sense. The very idea that she can just talk to the internet through a cell phone, when that scene showed up, I was like, oh god, this is gonna be horrible. And the TX also is far too powerful. Now, now, if the TX just had the weapons, if the TX just had her weapons, plasma rifle, you know, like that, okay, that's fine. She's both. She's overpowered and underpowered. Why would you say underpowered? She's just getting clunked around all the goddamn time. And, like, yeah, but why didn't she use the liquid? She could have used the liquid metal, like, finger pokey things and saved herself a hell of a lot of time than with the pistol, which she quits using the pistol when she could have killed the characters later in the movie because, you know, the writing. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of funny. She does get, you know, bashed around a bit, but it never really hurts her. It's kind of like the uh, T-1000 in that regard. Yeah, but. they do show later on when the 
Terminator shocks her that she's like shockproof too and stuff. So it's like, I get it. I think endo. It's the it's what you did mention though the uh, nanotechnological transjectors. Oh it's like, God! Okay, when the movie goes maximum overdrive on us. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I understand completely. That's silly and that's dumb, but it was also entertaining. But yeah, there's like no way in hell you can finger fuck a car and make it become sentient. Well, I don't think it did that, but the fact that she actually has the ability to do that, I the, hate it. The cars it were chasing her before she was even behind the cars to control them. Why am I not surprised? I don't think I ever noticed that, but... Now, if they had a better rider, they could have made it to where, like, CRS was a big, like, technological company, and their technology was in everything, and they could have just, like, added that their technology is in cars for autonomous reasons, not what it worked, but... Yeah, but even but even then, that's CRS is another problem entirely. But the nanotechnological transjectors is like okay, so she can control any machine whatsoever. So basically, this goes from, and and that it's funny you should mention the uh, also she uploads the virus that becomes Skynet. Skynet was always this thing that humanity created. It was supposed to be a monument to humanity's hubris, you know. That at least that's what I got from it. Well, now. In T3, no longer is Skynet a monument to anything. It's evil robot goes back in time and creates evil AI that takes on humanity. Um, that, well, what, the fan editor put this in the notes. He says, my line of reasoning is that future Skynet sends her back with a virus that cannot be stopped by conventional means, thus um, making the military activation of Skynet, you know, happening like here now. Instead of later, <sighs> I guess. Even then, though, it's yeah. it it's, it really Terminator was meant to show how far we as a society have progressed, you know, and that we're basically our own creations are rising up against us. And it it it's it ruins it when evil robot goes back in time to kill everyone. It's like it, it, that ruins that for a but, third time. Uh, the whole and the thing they couldn't give us fans the future war. We had to wait. We I think the, waited 12 years, and we got Terminator 2.0. I wouldn't even say 2.0. It basically is Terminator 2, but with tits. Um, everything about Terminator 3, and, and once again, the fan edit can't fix this, feels like the knockoff version, the Asylum version of Terminator 2. CRS is a much less impressive version of, the, uh, of, of Cyber 9, all the characters are much less impressive versions of themselves. The T850, Arnold, uh, the fan edit fixes a little bit of it. He doesn't. He thankfully doesn't do some of the stupid crap. Doesn't say talk to the hand. You know, I get Arnie's supposed to be funny, but talk to the hand just went way too beyond what the Terminator is supposed to. Do. Remember, this is a killing machine. He's not going to make a joke like that. He's not going to say that. Why would he even think to say that? But back but, in 2003, that joke was out of style. Well, it wouldn't matter what joke it was. I think that's the important thing. It wouldn't matter if it was the most topical joke that ever was. A Terminator, a killing machine that lives only to kill, would not be making a joke no matter what. And, and it ruins the I – could, I, could, I could literally rant the entire – but, but I, can't, I keep getting off topic when it comes to the transjectors. Mind control should never be in a movie unless your characters are of equal power. And they're not. Because it's utterly pointless, and it's basically the bullshit button. Uh, mind control is, we can't think of how... 
to get the characters to do what we want. So you know what? We'll just say they do it because the villain said so. And that, of course, does happen in the film. Thankfully, though, thankfully, uh, the fan editor gets rid of the really shitty CGI puppet of uh, Arnold's head, where his head somehow... Yeah, that was better. But the transjectors really just kind of took me out of the entire story because it's like, wait a minute. So basically, she's got all these weapons and she can do anything she wants at any time. Brilliant. I guess if we're going to... You should also maybe discuss her facial expressions for being a killing machine. Uh, It's like, it almost doesn't even matter at that point, but... Even though you could argue with the machines trying to blend in, that maybe it's sort of like a, just a thing with the programming that they kind of do it. They can't really help it because of the, because the TV show explained how like Skynet was worried about having, well, T2 explained it. They didn't want the Terminator thinking too much. That's why he was set to like read only. And then uh, the TV show talked about how they were worried about the T1000 versions because they couldn't really control them as well. So maybe it's just because of their programming of trying to blend with humans you could use that excuse. <laughs> I suppose, but then here's a question, though. Where where did the TX come from? Where did this time... And that's the other problem I have with the film as well. Where did this timeline come from? Uh, after Cyberdyne systems exploded, I guess cyber research systems somehow got a... Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I never really looked into the T3 script. I don't know if there was something... It was removed. Yeah, so see what I mean? It's like everything is just so different. It doesn't even feel or like a sequel. I think what you mean is everything is also so contrived for the sake of plot convenience. Because if you take the theatrical version, there's the fact that John happens to meet up with um, Catherine Brewster. Oh, don't even get me started on that. In also, fact, I'll let, I'll, I'll let you guys talk about that. I keep interrupting everyone, so go on. Which, uh, which also uh, means in the theatrical version that they were destined to beat it. No, she was the only one to remember him even though he's been on the run all this time. She is able to remember him and they're destined to be together and then he, they're supposed to choose his future wife and they have kids. It's like and they have to meet up at the vet just the Terminator DX shows up. It's like really taking this destiny thing to the, the next level. But I, well, I thought that was, was a real stupid stretch myself. Yeah. I mean, it would have been one thing if they had known one another. I always felt that Big Brewster was in Terminator 2. She was uh, a little red girl. Yeah, that's the, the fan theory. Yeah, to the T-1000. You see, I can see shit like that happening. But the whole notion of be together... And you know, we made out in the basement of of Mike Krimsky or some shit like that. It's a that. fan edit, and they axed all that shit out. <laughs> and then I'm fucking glad that they did, yeah. because it makes so little sense. Because it, and they even, if I remember correctly, because I've only seen the third one so many times, because I fucking hated it. Because there was some notion of we were together that night, and then you just disappeared. It broke my heart. I don't know if that was exactly in it, but it wouldn't surprise me. I, uh, you know what? I, I don't think I could have just pulled that one out of my ass. I'm pretty sure that happened. Or the worst line of John of the Terminator. Do you even remember me? Hostile Vista baby blowing up Cyberdyne? 
Like John, fucking leader of the fucking world. I, I thought the Terminator just said he had no brain trauma. I think there's something wrong with John Connor's brain. Well, well uh, there was so many inconsistencies. I mean, like you, do you remember? Um, I, I mean, moving forward too, but this helped both ways for everybody. <laughs> was um, after he crashes his motorcycle and he breaks into the veterinary clinic and he takes all that shit. When when Brewster shows up and she finds him, he is high as a fucking kite. Right. And, and, and that's how she's able to trick him by saying, this is what we use to chemically neuter dogs. Check it out. She threw it at him. He dropped it. He, she takes his gun. And then as soon as his ass hit that cage, he sobered up immediately. Right. Well, that, that, that's something that always happens in movies, though, it seems like most, you know. Yeah, but I think that also gets into the end, one of the worst aspects of the film. Like all the aspects are terrible, but <laughs> I was gonna this say, is one that's. I was gonna say I loved when the the Terminator truck bounces and it whacks the TX. That was great. Uh, see that that's not even that bad to me. It's like I can once again I overlook a lot of things when it comes to that. But speaking of chemically neutering, this is the film that started it all. This is the film. Now, Terminator Salvation kind of uh, avoids this, thankfully. But after this film, John Connor, the worldwide leader of the Resistance, was indeed neutered. Uh, every time we'd see John Connor after this, he was a total fucking wimp. Like, okay, remember, this is John Connor. He's supposed to be a badass. Are you talking about the TV series now? Yeah, but the TV series starts it, but thankfully ends it better, but it still went along with that characterization. He was also younger, though. Right, yeah, but so. the implication for John Connor is that at, like, age 13 or however old, old he was supposed to be in Terminator 2, he went through uh, all of that. 10. Well, even then, it's like, okay, he should know this stuff. He should be smarter than this stuff, you know, because he knows what's out there. And that's one of the worst... I'm going to keep saying that's one of the worst aspects. It's like, John Connor in this movie, in Terminator 3, is a fucking idiot. Like, he literally is just a wide-eyed imbecile, and he it makes no sense for him to be so. Yeah, because like, I mean, if you're a humanity, he, he, he's a fucking idiot. That, that's all there is to it. Connor in the second one, he was grounded. You know, he's sitting there, he's casually loading rifles. You know, this is how I thought things were, you know, riding around in helicopters, learning how to blow shit up. All oh, the other kids were into Nintendo. And he was more mature as a kid than he was as an adult. Yeah, it's like, when did he become, you know, a fucking college student, you know, somebody who works at the local Starbucks? That's basically what he is. No offense to any of our listeners who work at Starbucks. <laughs> But you know what I mean? The the, the, the perception of Starbucks. Anyway, um, literally the first scene for me kind of ruined it. it. Well, actually, no. The first scene um, with him Starbucks, ruined it. we still want you to sponsor us if you want to. <laughs> the big problem with, like, when you first see John Connor, you see, you see him try to avoid the deer. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Why are you going to crash your bike when you could have gone around it? There's all kinds of roads. Just go around the fucking thing. Why are you crashing your bike when you absolutely have no reason to do so? Just go around it. 
And he did avoid a fucking truck in the last movie. They should have just made him a junkie in the entire film. That would have explained a lot. Well, you know, he looks like one. In that direction in the original cut. Because in the original cut, I remember he was sitting on a bridge drinking a beer. And then he drops it. Yeah. So, I mean, by all rights, and I kind of become a drunk. And I mean, this is really just a stretch here. But when you're an alcoholic, you're a retard. Well, yeah, I, I could have bought that. When you're an when, when you're an when, when you're an alcoholic, your brain functions and your capacity for thinking and reasoning and emotioning are completely. I think it actually would have been an interesting thing if they had gone that way, but they never would. They never would. But it's like after his mother died, he just couldn't take it, and so he fucking Norman Bates it up. And became a drunk, you know. I, I I could go with that, but since they don't do that, it's just like when we left last left John Connor, there was an expectation of him being a lot stronger than he is. <laughs> see, there was an expectation. You see, Terminator Three didn't actually happen. It was just a bad drug trip. <gasps> you know, I wouldn't mind that. I could I could I could, I could, go, I could go for that. But it's like okay, you got ten year old John Connor. He's ten. Okay, he stages a rescue with his Terminator buddy for his mother, okay? This is a guy who doesn't give up. When you see John Connor in T3, this is a guy that's given up. This is a guy that just, he is a nobody and a nothing, and he acts it. He sounds it. And that's just wrong. John Connor should never give up on anything. Honestly, uh, Terminator 5, for all that people hate that movie. I like Genesis. Yay, I'm not the only one. I liked it too. Yeah, but you don't like it enough. Are you asshole? I've had enough of Nick Stahl. That's who I've had enough of. Oh, poor Nick Stahl, who I believe got in trouble with the drugs in real life. I'm not surprised. He looked like a fucking junkie. Anyway, the, the John Connor in Terminator Genesis, what he got, what he did, is yeah, he was taken over by, oh, that's a spoiler, but you know, it, they spoil it in the fucking trailer, so I don't care. Um, he gets I said taken over we're by, not going to worry about spoilers. He gets taken over by Skynet, but he still... Oh, tell my Genesis. <gasps> Everyone send your hate mail to General Laws for spoiling Genesis. It was spoiled in the trailer. Anyway, it's like John Connor in that universe is like the head of like this major tech company. I don't see John Connor after the Terminator you know, dies and his mother dying just becoming a fucking junkie. I see him, you know trying to help people, you know, trying to shepherd the world into a better place, not just whining and whinging and crashing his motorbike because he's a fucking idiot. That's the That, that I think, is the worst aspect of the film. Irrespective of the TX, irrespective of any cornball acting, lame lines, bad CGI, I can overlook every single bit of that. But turning John Connor into a fucking pussy... You know, I'm going to say that. I very seldom will say that, but this that's required at this point. That is unforgivable. Unforgivable. Because why? You know? Cameron didn't write the motherfucker. All right, so basically, um, the, the, the point that we're at is, is he, you know, he, he's on the run, he stays off the grid, and magically, um, a more superior... A, a TX appears, and I don't think we've really touched on this one enough, is is that now it's a female, which I don't really care whether it's male or female. 
Yeah, now she's got the ability to hack into the internet. Anything with a circuit board, she can take over it. And then Arnold appears in the desert, and, and, and he's outside of a lady's strip club. Magically venture to the veterinary clinic, and a fight happens. I was Shots glad they changed the music uh, in the strip club to some 80s song. Like, all right, uh, then Macho Man. It also was another 80s song in the convenience store instead of uh, Funky Man, which is a terrible song. <laughs> Quick, didn't they? <laughs> you know, so um, uh, Christina Loken shows up. She's doing the one-by-one one thing. She's knocking off all these people. Any idea who the hell they are. I mean, apparently they're like high-ranking officials in the resistance. Um, okay. They couldn't, they couldn't find John, so that's they decided to go after his lieutenants. That, 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 that makes sense. You know, and then they go after his alleged wife, you know, because they're destined to meet. Hilarious, because if there's so much destiny in this movie, then what's the whole thing where it's like drilled into our heads that the future is not set and there's no fate but what we make for ourselves? Well, this movie was like, the future's inevitable. <laughs> Judgment Day's inevitable. Yeah. Like, no, oh, thanks, asshole. The, the, the gunfight breaks out, and then John takes off in the veterinary truck with Kate in the back. I noticed in the fan edit that they took down a lot of the a lot of the comic elements, and I'm really glad for it because you know, like 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 Lot said, this is not the, the Terminator is not a fucking stand up comic. The thing about the, what there there is humor in the original Terminator, and there is humor in the second Terminator, but it's all dry as a desert first terminator one of the funniest things is the fat sweaty guy banging on the door you got a dead cat in there or what and then it shows the terminator scanning through possible responses and then picks the second one you know john tries to teach him how to lighten up so he makes him smile and he looks like a horse that was in the director's cut but yeah yeah, uh, but I mean, I mean, all right. Let's go. Let's go for one without the director's cut. Um, oh, the scene uh, with the uh, the two muscle guys, and he like tells him to grab him by his hair and stuff. That was pretty funny. Well, it's not. There's actually a, a bit of humor there as well that's easy to miss, where he tells him to put the gun down and yeah. he puts the gun down. What, he puts it on what, the ground. Keeping one leg up or whatever. That was pretty funny. He, he had the scene perfectly, but there's the fucking line right there. Jesus, you were going to kill that guy. More. Around killing people. Why? Because you can't. Why? That right there is the humor. And then the third one, it's talk to the hand. <laughs> and the only one that I wish that they had kept in there was when um, after the second. So they had a really fantastic car chase take place after the shootout at the veterinary clinic where Christina Loken, she hacks into some police cars and she hacks into like an ambulance and a fire truck and she starts chasing down the veterinary truck on remote. All right. Yeah, sure. You know what? It makes sense. Now, even though um, uh, it's still a bit silly that she's able to do all this shit because, I mean, if, if she was this technologically advanced and even fucking... I, I want to jump back to Terminator 1 because this is, if you just watch Terminator 1, you can find black holes in the plot in every Terminator past that. 
when Kyle Reese was being interviewed, he was asked, you know, why this elaborate scheme with the Terminator? And then Kyle Reese flat out said, their defense grid was smashed. We'd won. Taking out Connor then would make no difference. That's why we had to set, that's why they sent him back, was to erase his existence. So the thing is, is after the defense grid got smashed in the first one, send one Terminator back to 1984, the T-1000 out to 1992, and then the 2003? Did it just send them all off to different times? Like to throw shit at the wall and hoping that it'll stick somewhere. Wait a second. Uh, I know Terminator Two came out in uh, ninety one, but I believe it took place in like ninety five. I will check that. Eleven at the time, um, but but the, but the point being is that all right, fine. It's a little silly. Why did they send the most advanced thing out? Why did they send something inferior. Something kind of improved, and then the best that they got. You know, why not just send the best that they got? Especially if this is such a critical thing for Skynet. <clears throat> so, anywho, we get to um. Uh, well, the T one thousand, the T one thousand was created due to changing the changing of the timeline of the first Terminator, and then yeah, they never explicitly say that though. Blowing it's up bad. Cyberdyne caused another ripple, which caused the T X. I've heard one fan theory that it's because of the fact that Kyle Reese is the father of John Connor, that no matter what they do, it's going to somehow have to create a future in which a future war happens. Incidentally, that's always been my theory. The second you like, second John Connor dies, everything resets back to default. Because without him, there can be no Skynet, because Skynet couldn't exist without the first Terminator. Because the first Terminator is destroyed at Cyberdyne Systems, you see, and so without that first Terminator giving that highly advanced technology from the future created by an AI, the AI itself couldn't be created. It's a time loop. So John Connor dies, nothing ha- no- nothing could happen. Maybe all this would have been avoided if Marty McFly just left the fucking gray sports almanac in the store. I know. Oh, yeah. Get it? You know? But, um, you know, so, the, 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 butthead. So, so, so Christina Loken, she, wait, yeah, that, that's it. Christina Loken's the TX. She hijacks these uh, Terminatrix. Huge chase. And, and to be honest with you, really good car chase. Oh, that crane chase almost, okay. That's the only thing that I think it actually outdoes a scene from T2. I feel so dirty saying that. I need to describe myself. <laughs> um, personally, I'm not a big fan of Terminator 2. And the reason why is because I've already seen Terminator 1. And when I say that is, is that if you actually count the shit that happens in Terminator 1 and then watch Terminator 2, I guarantee you, you are going to check off every single fucking box already. Chase, the hero gets wounded. There's, you know, um, there's an explosion. You, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just Terminator 2 is, is it's almost like a remake of the first one. But but I mean, onto this, I was really really impressed with the car chase scene, and I mean, <clears throat> considering how much I was not a fan of the third movie at all, watching it in this fan edit, I actually enjoyed the car chase scene. I thought it was really really well done. 
when they took out the stupid little things where Arnold all drive or the excuse me before he axed the DX out of the yeah but before he axed her you know it, it was just asked her a question. to fucking talk to the to the thing you know and, and throw one liners at it but I, I mean all in all it was a fantastic chase it was really 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 well done. And for me, I felt like it was trying to eat a uh, candy bar in a tannery. Yeah, the candy bar is delicious, but you're in a tannery. And for those who don't know what a tannery is, that's where hides are tanned to make leather, and it generally is not a nice place to be. So T2 does take place in 95. When the hell... So T2 is 95. When would Rise of Machines <laughs> take place? So T2 would still be too young if it was actually 2003. That's actually been a point of contention for ter for Terminator fans for some time. Is that how old is John Connor? Well, is in a, yeah, because originally in T three they actually said he was seven. I mean, thirteen. Which, like I said, if you watch T two, it says he's ten on the police computer. No way, it's impossible because um, uh, May, June, July, August, September, October. Wait, hold on. In July, August, September, October, November, December, January. John Connor's birthday should be January of 1985. Yeah, that's what the timeline says. I'm looking at one right now. In the original movie, they give a definitive date. May 12th. What year? 1984, obviously. Wait a sec. Something doesn't add up here. Hold on a second. It's, it's not going to because John Connor is too, is too young no matter which date you use. Uh, You'd only be 19 in T3. Yeah, he'd have to be a teenager. Uh, so, yeah, that that never made sense. It never can make sense because that's the problem with T3. You see why I hate the movie so much? You see why? I can't. I don't care about train chases. Give me, give me a good story. Did you just say train chases? Yes, I did that deliberately. That'd be I don't awesome. care about fucking train. Okay, but well, fucking crane. One thing that, that 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 is a definite, and I think it makes perfect sense here. Um, by the time that the war is ending, it would be the year two thousand twenty-nine, because that's a date that's thrown around. Right. In T three, it's uh, two thousand thirty-two. Three, then you're just taking twenty-six years off of forty-four. Right. Because originally Judgment Day was supposed to be nineteen ninety-seven. So, yes. But if John Connor is born in 85 and the war is in 2029, he would be 44 years old. Right. Later, two, he's 11 years old, 11, 12 years old. That fits. And then if, if it's in 2003, um, 20? Let, let's see here. If he's born in 1985 and the war takes place in 2029, he'd be 44 years old. So if Terminator 2 takes place in, in uh, 11 years old. Right. Okay. So at that the end of the day. Terminator 2 takes place in 1996. And then a year later, the Predator shows up and does nothing to stop the Terminators. Way to go. Well. I still enjoyed this fan edit. You do a pretty good job of cleaning up that mess. I still think it was an absolutely abhorrent film, 
the whole idea now cutting out his okay okay i want to I bring up something because like since we all since everyone watching us already knows the plot and everything we don't need to go, like, go through plot thing by thing but i do want to bring up the ending real quick now we can of course we could of course you know talk about the the fact that Sarah Connor's dead. We could talk about, you know, the cemetery fight where he's got the coffin and somehow it's a bulletproof coffin. We could talk about all of that, but there's one thing I want to bring up about the ending. Now, the fan edit deletes that stupid, you know, uh, speech at the end. That's very good because the speech makes no sense. Okay. John Connor is like... The only, there's only one line I want to complain about. Okay. John Connor is like, I'll always remember what the Terminator taught me. What did he teach you? He didn't teach you nothing. He didn't say anything. He didn't do anything. What are you talking about? What the Terminator taught you? What, what are you not gonna... I know it's it's like the John Connor in this movie has special. He's special. He's a very special wow. figure. He is a fucking imbecile. It's like what about when when John Connor remarks that the Terminator in the third one was the closest thing to a father that he's ever had. Yeah, I wish they act that shit out, too, in the fan edit. Thank God. That really kind of is rather insulting to his mother. It's like, wouldn't you like, my mother taught me to never give up. My mother taught me. It's like, nope, the Terminator taught him. Well, supposedly yeah. Linda Hamilton got the script and was like, nope, because it was too much the same of T2. And I, I, had, I believe they would have killed her off in it anyways. But I could be wrong. Um, what? There's either she got the script and said, no, I don't like it. Or maybe it was the fact that her and James Cameron were getting divorced at the time. And Sarah Connor magically dies of a horrific disease. <laughs> uh, well, uh, whatever know, the case might be. Well, I, I heard that uh, the reason why the fan theory of her getting cancer was be from a uh, the T-1000, which some people refer to as being the Mercury Man, but I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that could have happened, but I don't know. I don't buy that. I buy it. I, I, I would not buy that for a dollar. Let me put it this way. Okay. Um, of course, one thing I will bring up, kind of off topic, but the first fan of this movie is really the video game Terminator, Terminator 3 The Redemption, which is the best Terminator 3 game. It's a really good game, and it does literally trim, like, it just molds T3 to T2 even more than this does. Uh, Terminator 3 The Redemption, I think, is the only proper way to watch Terminator 3. Um, it still has a lot of, the story still has a lot of flaws, but it fixes a lot of things. It makes the Terminator the uh, main character, and it has a really, really awesome ending. That... <laughs> they they literally change uh, the the close scene to having music from Bad to the Bone and stuff. They and uh, what else? Oh, they even do an alternate thing where the TX hacks that magnetic field thing and sends the Terminator to an alternate future where John and Catherine are dead. Does it make sense? No, but the game. The game knows it, and the game doesn't give a shit. It's a really fun game, though. It's very, very arcadey. It's fucking rock hard, though. I would recommend. It's like the developers realize, like, you know, we got this Terminator Three license. It's too late to make another T Two game. Let's just make the T Two game we want to see with this license, and that's what they did. 
yes, the ending, that ending of the redemption is amazing. In fact, if that would have been included in the movie, that would have like definitely raised it more points. Yes. Above. I won't, we won't spoil that at least, because that's actually worth fighting for. That is actually worth fighting for, ladies and gentlemen. That is the <laughs> one fate that you can make. Of it too. Um, 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 what did you think of the shit having fuel cells? Oh, the Terminator? That was just plot convenience, really, for the end, but. Oh. I, I, I want you to think back to the first one. Yet again, Kyle Reese jam a pipe bomb into the turtle, uh, the turtles. <laughs> the Terminator. Uh, <laughs> Kyle no. Reese is one sick fuck. Jeez. Okay, sorry. We know. All right, yeah, I get what you're saying. It, the explosion should have caused a thermonuclear. But anyways, um, didn't Kyle Reese jam a pipe bomb into the Terminator? Yeah, but it blew his legs off. If you blew it up with a fucking pipe bomb, and these power cells are supposed to be unstable, don't you think like that whole factory would have gone kaflui? It was only, it was only unstable from the from the uh, electrical gun the TX had. See, it's, no, it's explosive. I know. I oh, I thought you were gonna actually say when the Terminator gets compressed with the compressor. Oh God! You know what? Now that I think about it, wasn't this Terminator supposed to be an upgrade? Yeah, he was the T850. Uh, so if it was an upgrade, maybe they switched from that. Um, that, that would have been a new inning for the Terminator. He gets crushed, and the whole entire place just explodes. Get crushed. The machines win. How could you? How could you steal press? How could you? Uh, I mean, look, I'm not denying this isn't. A corny, cheesy movie. I don't know. I had fun with it. Let me put it this way. Um, Black Scorpion is a corny, cheesy movie. At least it makes sense most of the time. Whereas T TX's well, magical... So, okay, so I think... Let's wrap this up. So I think we have... I, rec I recommend it. Uh, Wolfman, do you recommend it or not? Um, the original or the fan edit? The fan edit. Let's see. Considering that the first one so bad. Like, would you ever that, watch this fan edit again? Considering that the first one was so bad that James Cameron cried to this one, it actually made the movie watchable. Okay. If it was going to come down to what I recommend it, you have never seen the third one, and if you have to watch the third one, watch this one. Because, like I said, this one actually in vain with the Terminator. Someone, the guy that edited it, did a fantastic job of editing it, and um, recommend it if you feel you have to watch all the Terminator movies. Definitely skip the theatrical one, but you can at least enjoy this one. And well, it's a very well done fan edit. I, I just want to point that out. Uh, the thing is, for me, I actually noticed a lot of the flaws more once all of the uh, horrible crap was edited. I think 
when it comes to Terminator 3, there's so many bad elements to it that a lot of the super bad elements, you know, the uh, crappy... It's it's okay, man. You can fucking hate this movie. You know, we're not gonna like crucify you. Well, no, let me let me finish. It's important. Okay. I'm gonna it'll it'll make sense at the end. Okay, so once you remove talks of the hand, once you remove Funky Man, you then start to notice all the other problems that that stuff actually covers up because you're just so shocked and appalled that the Terminator, you know, this 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 violent mechanical psychopath. You know, it's now reduced to saying talk to the hand. And it's like, oh my God. Then when it's over, it's like, oh, it's not so bad. Now you don't have that. You're not shocked and agog at how horrible this is. Now it's just you see just how how low quality it truly is, how much of a made for TV movie it really is. Put another way, you're no longer blinded to its more to its most glaring flaws. So I would say it actually the, the fan edit actually makes the film worse because it removes all the distracting elements and thus the horrible film that is Terminator 3 is allowed to shine through. Okay. Uh, otherwise, I'd say, you know, I'm also surprised this movie was got an R rating. I think it was, must have been that part that they trimmed down this one where she bursts her arm through the guy's chest. Because this really did feel like a PG-13 movie. Honestly, it felt like a PG movie. Because <laughs> outside of that one scene, honestly, that one scene where the TX kills uh, quite conveniently, I might add. That's something else. Okay, I don't want to go on too overlong, but this is something I do want to complain about. Go ahead. Okay, if you're going to have somebody just three feet to beat up, do not have the character already be in a relationship. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Why the do it? The is dead. <laughs> because of course, of course that, de- that character is going to be dead. You, that, that character might as well just, you know, pull out a fucking pipe bomb, shove it up their ass, and blow themselves up because they're not making it to the end of the movie. And if you're going to have to contrive the death of this character, why not just not have them at all? I don't and know then, why. I never liked that the- actor that played her fiancé. So I was I fine they, that they trimmed him. And they picked one guy in bed. Yeah. me up. I think it might actually be the same asshole. Watch the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Oh, okay. I actually got to pay attention to that. <laughs> but and it's always like the, the the character that they're with is always kind of like that. They're kind of generic or they're assholes. That way, you the audience don't feel bad. It's like, okay, why not just? That's actually something I bring up in a video uh, that I'm doing where in the modern era, you know, circa like the year 2000, I, I wouldn't say the circa year 2000, I'd say around 2004, 2005, they started this, where to make the main character look better, they make everyone around them look like an asshole. Uh, the video I talk about it in, I, I, I talk about Halo 4 and how the captain in that is like a, a, a screaming blowhard so that Master Chef looks better, but it's often done in these films where, like, if somebody's destined to meet up, they, of course, have to have their fiancés killed or their girlfriends, you know, stuffed in a fridge and stuff like that. And it's just, it's quite annoying. And really, T3 stuffed is not a... fridge? <laughs> Your fiancé stuffed in a fridge. 
Or drop it off a bridge, whichever the case may be. Um, whichever rhymes. Because now I have to nitpick since I brought the fiance. At least this fan edit kind of fixed it. But that scene where the fiance gets out of the back of the car and approaches Catherine, and then the TX starts transforming back into the TX. I was like, what are you doing, TX? Which, yeah, my, that was. my response to that is, she's blonde, that's why. No, oh, I think at that point, the, the, the like, if you wanted to try to be a little realistic about it, the thing knew the gig was up. Yeah. Well, th- th- that's because this edit, this edit fixed it. They actually edited the hearse, the hearse showing up sooner. To fix that up, but I mean, like, um, that that one scene in particular, when the car pulls up, he got out of the back seat of the car, and there was two dead bodies. No, that the- if he would have, if she would have ran up to, uh. Catherine being like, "Oh, honey, oh, you're glad you're okay." She wouldn't have had time to react to the people in front of the car. Then, but I know yeah, that's a plot convenient, <laughs> you know. Well, that also is bad I'm writing. On seat of that cop car looked like the back seat in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> of course, stop and say, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I think TX just knew that the gig was up, right? You know, so she gets out of the back seat of the car seat of the car um, I, I was glad they turned that up too because in the satirical version she busts her arm through and then she slowly turns it around and grabs the steering wheel and somehow is able to drive it with her hand quick and visceral you know yeah that was the one if there was one thing that i'm definitely going to applaud about this movie first how we feel about it um applaud the editing really well done whoever edited this fucking top-notch mate uh yeah the uncanny ant-man he, he whoever this was did a really really good job uh the audio sounds great even the audio that um that the editor felt needed to be changed i thought that was appropriate it was perfectly leveled audio sounded great did the pacing a lot more bearable for me. Because like I said, I hated this fucking movie when it came out. I, I watched this and I was like, not bad. The, the, the editor did a fantastic job. Right. Definitely top marks for it. The editing was great. Oh, but for, for anyone who does get the fan edit, I will comment, make a comment. Um, it This movie does have a 5.1 surround mix but it got goofed up somehow, and anything that was supposed to come in the front speaker was coming in the back speakers. So I had to like use handbrake and just redo the audio with a stereo mix to fix it. Just a little note for anyone else who decides to seek out uh, Terminator 3: The Coming Storm, which was done in 2008 by Uncanny Ant-Man. So does anybody have anything else they want to add, or are we gonna? Uh, I want to add one thing. Um... Personally, thank the editor for taking that stupid screaming from the TX out at the end of the movie. Oh. Why why would a robot not scream? You know, that's one thing that we didn't necessarily touch upon during this whole thing also. Future reference. Um, um, The car chase, and then we kind of veered off a bit. I mean, yeah, we talked about the cemetery stuff a little bit. 
but then they showed up to the um, uh, to the Air Force base. Somehow they were able to get on onto a military secret, which has got a real bunch of sensitive information and shit. They were able to get on there with their credentials. I mean, I guess maybe she was able to get on because she's Brewster's daughter. But to be honest with you, I don't think military protocol gives a flying fuck about that. We're able to just get onto the base and get onto the floor, you know, where they had that moment where you hear Kate, Dad, and then the Terminator comes out and fucking blows over the TX. Yeah, they, they also cut the line where the Terminator's like, she'll be back. To that. Which, um, it's funny because in the movie, he looks down the shaft and talks to himself and says that. But if you watch the trailer, <laughs> if you watch the trailer, he looks behind himself to Catherine and John and tells them, you know, she'll be back. So it's like, why'd you use the worst version in the movie? Because everything is the worst version of the movie. But uh, the the other thing that they managed to cut out too in this version was the ridiculous shit with all the robots. They cut it down to one scene where Arnold comes out of the air vent and rips the gun off one and blows away the other. Thank oh, God for that. when they're I was fighting the souped up Johnny Number Five. I thought Johnny Johnny um T one T eight hundred was um. Flying drones killing everybody. I felt that it really, really dragged. So I thought it was awesome that they cut that down just to that one scene. Oh, the one where Catherine Brewster has her Linda, I mean, her Sarah Connor moment. But it, but um, uh, <laughs> oh god! I, I, after all that shit goes down, and, and and her father gets shot, and he says the shit's in the safe. That's how you <laughs> shut down. I thought it was really well done. You know, where it was like, well, you got to get here. You know, that's your only chance. And they believe that, that, that that's where the computers are. And that's how it's going to stop. Uh, and it turns out to be a, a nuclear base of sorts. Yeah, nobody who saw this movie saw that ending coming. Yeah, neither did I. What I didn't see coming was, is, is them going in, and it was slow. And, I, you know, they were being on it. They, they were being cautious. But at the same time, they know that there's, like, time running out. It's, it's kind of like, why are you walking when you know that the world is about to end? When they reached in and they're like, hold on a minute, he's got to stop and shoot everything just once. I don't know why. You know, because I don't think a fucking from the 1950s is going to come to life. I mean, well, he I didn't the know that till he went underground. But um, I thought it was hilarious, though. Codes. And then a helicopter just crashes through the hangar bay doors. And the TX gets out. There was no explanation. Maybe it was in the theatrical and I fell asleep during it, but it was definitely cut in the span edit. How the hell she got out of that magnet? Oh, uh, it was in it. Maybe you dozed off, but she used her arm blade thing and she cut the magnet thing. And that's how she got free. I didn't see it in the fan edit, but, uh, oh, no shit. Dinner <laughs> edit. Um, uh, but, but point is, I thought it was absolutely hilarious when a helicopter crashes through the fucking hangar doors and she gets that, she starts to go after him. He pumps a couple bullets in her and then an even bigger helicopter crashes <laughs> right through. That was great. I did kind of, uh, I did kind of mess, uh, Arnie's line of saying I'm back. <laughs> Uh, that, 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 that's a 50-50 shot there. You know, it, it's almost like I missed the line 
What is like Catherine Brewster? Did you sustain any injuries? Yeah. Crap dead, you asshole. And he slams the shit shut. I'm like, unable to comply. Yeah. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But um you know, so the, uh, there's that. She's trapped in the helicopter. The explosion happens, so then the, the thing starts to close, so Arnold starts to sacrifice himself by holding the door open. You know, nice emotion <laughs> shit. Arnie's just lucky no shards of shrapnel, like, ended up in John or Catherine. You know, that's another question that I have for Salvation, because honestly, the only thing of Salvation that I ever watched was the part when the CGI Arnold came out, and you hear that boom, 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 boom shit. Well, I, I there's, wanna... uh, there's fan edits of that film, so maybe we can see if Salvation can be salvaged. No, I will not. I refuse. <laughs> I cannot comply. Anyways, um, uh, you know, so he sacrifices himself, gets legs off, chases after him. I thought that was pretty cool. It was a nice homage to the first one where it was the lower half chasing after him, and then Arnold just grabs the thing by its spinal column, pulls his spare battery out, and rams it down her fucking throat. I thought that was fantastic, though. <laughs> I love that. Terminated. And, then, and then if you watch the movie again, like, while after he says, you're terminated, look at the thing's face. It's, it looks like it's crying, and you almost feel bad for it for a second. It's like, oh, shit. I still got to chuckle because an explosion like that probably killed them, considering that the door wasn't closed at that point. Because <laughs> I think we've, we've already thrown logic out the window to even make this goddamn movie. That's what, I thought that, too. I'm like, would the door be able to shut to actually protect them from the nuclear fallout? After they were gone, but it, it's like I wanted to touch on because we kind of like we, we we hit parts of the story, and then it was like, hey, I felt this, 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 and then suddenly, yeah, would you recommend this? No, we we, we got to hit the whole fucking movie All from right, from start, from start to finish. The edit made it much more enjoyable. I I can't stress that enough, but um. Uh, what was it? And, and and that's when they realize, you know, hey, we're we're kind of fucked, you know. And and then yeah, I, I'm so glad that they changed up the ending, where you just see the shit happening because at that point you can just watch it. You don't need actor terribly narrating anything at that point, holding mm-hmm. hands, you know, and realize that the world is ending of hope when the radio comes aligned and it's civil defense saying, can you help us? Right. I, and I want to actually mention one thing before we call it a day and that I think the, the ending, well, it, it's been cleaned up a little bit. The very nature of it is I don't think we ever should have seen Judgment Day because what you see will never be as good as what your imagination can create. And I think it's it's just another example of a franchise telling you way too much. You know, it, the actual Judgment Day should always be a mystery. It should always be something that's legendary. It should never be something that you actually get to see. Well, we saw in Sarah Connor's Nightmare in G2. Yeah, but that's the thing. That, that That's... 
that's what it should have been. It should have been a nightmare, not something that you actually see, not something you actually experience as an audience member. Fun fact, they uh, reused that footage for an episode of Smallville. Yeah. Well. Well, Warner owned it all, so. <laughs> it's a good scene, but th- that's that's the thing. That's how I feel about it, so. I absolutely agree. They really shouldn't have uh, put that in. I, I, I thought it was just fine. Yeah, well. Just leaving be- it up to imagination. It's, it's almost like in the Halloween movies where I hated the remake because they explained why Michael Myers is fucked up. I think it's much better. It's, al- it's always better when you imagine. Well, that's the thing, too. No. No Terminator fan was asking for another time travel plot. They wanted the future war, a sequel, prequel, you know, just do it uh, of the war that, well, if T2 prevented it, the war that never happened, but, you know, and then just end it with uh, Kyle Reese going back in time and then roll credits. Oh, I personally, you know what, now, now that you brought that up, that actually reminded me of something that I thought from the fucking very beginning. Um, the perfect way that they should have ended this film, and it would have completely redeemed the film and saved their asses collectively, is the first nuclear bomb hit. They should have had John Connor waking up underneath the tunnel. You know, my yeah. name is Connor, and I've been on the run. You know, well, they did, uh, and then like the beginning of the movie, they cut it out in the fan edit. They did show John Connor is an old guy with a messed up with like a janked flag and stuff no 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 what i'm saying is they should maybe took that and put that at the end or something but yeah the end where he wakes up right just says my name is john connor and i've been on the run and he gets on the fucking motorcycle no well the whole movie's been a dream a nightmare that could actually work you know that's one of the things about Yeah, they should have done it. It should have just been one of his nightmares. Or like a, a, a PTSD episode of some description, you know, from when he was a kid. In my mind, reinforced why, reasons aside from obvious reasons, why John is so vehement about destroying these fucking things for all the movies, because he has nightmares every single night about this shit happening. Just made it all perfect. He dreamed his mother was dead. He dreamed the Terminator came back because he missed the thing. He advanced shit after him all the time. He he dreams about the war happening. He dreams that no matter how hard he tries, he can't stop the war from happening. With him waking up and getting on a motorcycle, time in history where I wouldn't have said, fuck you for making it a dream. Yeah. The people that are listening to this, they can look up uh, Terminator 3, The Coming Storm, and they can find the uh, fanedit.org, and they can read about all the changes that were made to it and stuff. So you can check it out, uh, or not. But <laughs> and that wraps up uh, the first episode on uh, Fantacular Edits.
future has not been written. There is no fate but what we make for ourselves. Tension, relief, 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 tension,